with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Jake Neighbors, the former Oil King, has scored for St. Louis tonight. The Blues lead the Devils 2-1 with three minutes left in the second period. The Flyers beat the Sabres 5-1 tonight. The uh, Oil Kings in a 2-2 tie with Moose Jaw with about seven and a half minutes left in the first period at Rogers Place. And uh, well, I texted Stoff and he didn't reply. I looked on the Huskies hockey Twitter account. I don't think there's a score between the... Uh, Golden Bears and Saskatchewan Huskies at Claire Drake Arena. I still feel like it should be easier to get university scores than it is, but some of the websites still aren't great. Just a pet peeve of mine. Uh, the Oilers play. Oh, by the way, that scoreboard was brought to you by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years. The uh, Oilers play the Predators tomorrow. It's an 11.30 a.m. face-off show. I'll join you live from Studio 99. The game will start at 1 with Cam Moon and Bob Stoffer on the call. We will have Chuba Hubbard. The Sherwood Park product, running back for the Carolina Panthers. They're getting set to take on the uh, Indianapolis Colts on Sunday after beating the Houston Texans last weekend. He's going to join us in about 10 or 11 minutes. But uh, I know a lot of people have thoughts on the Edmonton Oilers at 780-496-0063. Kellen, what do we have? We'll start with Luke texting in tonight. says, hey, Reed, I'm not panicking just yet, but the Oilers better put together a win streak soon or to miss points will cost them in March and April. Well, what what's one of the sayings? It gets late early. Uh, and, and that's what I've been saying. Look, the the, uh, the gentleman, Scott, that called in, he, he said November 25th, you know, U.S. Thanksgiving. Uh, they were 10-10 and 10 on November 25th last year. Pretty mediocre. But you can build on that. If they're, if you know, even if they win tomorrow, that's seven points out of a possible twenty. If they if they only get seven in their next ten game segment and have fourteen points out of forty, oh man! I mean, then you pretty much need eighty points in your final sixty games. Not impossible, but that's that's tough. You can't really have another lull. Mm-hmm. Got an unknown text in. It made me chuckle just because of the way the, uh, the it was delivered in the first little bit. It was Reed, comma, McDavid, and Dreisaitl were invisible last night is the full message. But <laughs> I, I thought I read it first without the comma. So it was Reed, McDavid, and Dreisaitl were invisible last night. And I was like, well, no. If anybody was at the game, they would have seen Reed. So, you know. <laughs> uh, McDavid and, and Rob and I talked about this after the game. McDavid and Dreisaitl are not at their usual level. Now, their usual level is quite high. Uh, McDavid missed a couple games. Uh, is he still bothered? I don't know. I mean, he's playing. He still looks like he can skate. Dreisaitl, you know, flat-out whiffed on a couple of one-timers or I guess barely ticked them. That doesn't happen a lot. Uh, I, I think that McDavid and Dreisaitl have looked like very good players. They haven't looked like superstars. Now... <laughs> Maybe I, I'm nitpicking there, but you, we haven't really seen, at least I feel I haven't seen from those two guys, those extended periods of domination in games where you, you might look back on a period and say, those guys own the period. I, I know they didn't play the entire period, but they played seven minutes each or played seven or eight minutes together, and they totally dictated the period. Like the story of the period was when those two guys were on the ice. Neither guy got a point last night. 
power play didn't get a goal. I know Bouchard was close on a couple. Uh, I, I, I didn't think they were invisible last night. I, I Personally, I think that's a bit of a stretch. Did I think that they were as dynamic and noticeable as we have grown accustomed to them being? I would say no. I thought Kane and Gagne were the Oilers' two best forwards. So, you know, I thought Fogel was noticeable again. Um, but, yeah, I, I would I, again, I would even say through nine games for Dreisaitl and seven games for McDavid, we haven't seen those guys at the level we are used to seeing them. And it's going to be hard for the Oilers to win unless that happens. It probably will, but we haven't really seen it yet. Mm-hmm. Ah, text in and says, Reed, I really don't fake our shots on net uh, a big bonus or are a big bonus because they are low percentage shots, uh, 1.5 feet off ice or lower. If you go back to every game we have this happen, we are shooting low, raise the puck. Uh, Bouchard's free posts were all high shots. We know today goalies are taught to smother the bottom of the net, raise the puck. I know it sounds simple, but our team has a mental issue for a number of years of shooting low. Wedgwood was beatable last night. Our players just refused used to do it again very frustrating but we could have easily have had six or seven goals uh fair enough i I mean i think the main thing they want to do is just get the puck to the net and create chaos and you know at times they did do that yesterday and they i mean look they did have a lot of close calls low or high i thought Mm -hmm. i just want to see if there's another one here for the oilers uh okay Got one here from Justin in Fort Mac. Edmonton has to do better. I don't know how else to word it. There's not enough heart and drive anymore. Not just the Oilers either. More teamwork has to happen. When one teammate is not having a good night, the rest need to pull together. They should be playing so hard. They need a AED between shifts. Oh, my. Uh, I believe they'll find a way. Uh, They have it in them. I know they do. Go Oilers. Yeah, I mean, again, they just they kind of haven't looked like themselves, have they? That you, you, it, again, I think last night's game, they had a lot of pressure. The mistakes are huge, but they just—I mean, I said earlier in the year they almost looked like they were in a fog. Uh, I didn't think they were so much in a fog last night, but huge, huge gaffes winding up in their net to giving up a two-on-one, giving up a three-on-one. What did he say they need between periods? An AED. I believe that's that wall-mounted automatic defibrillator that a lot of uh, buildings have. Oh, jeez. So. I, I, I honestly didn't get that. I was hoping it was nothing dirty that I was making you talk about. No, okay. no. Hey, I, I pre-read the text, so don't worry. It's okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I pre-screened these. Well, maybe it does stand for something else that is filthy that we don't know about, and we've defended a bunch of people, which is possible. Uh, I think it's the little uh, the shock boxes on the side of the walls that you give when somebody's in cardiac arrest or something. Automated like external defibrillator. That's okay, it. Okay, now we know. Okay. Yep. There you go. And we got a quick one in from Eli talking about our upcoming guest here, Chuba Hubbard. Says he's heading into his game tonight, but wanted to say a shout-out to Chuba Hubbard. Sherwood Rams, uh, it's a uh, a shout-out with the Sherwood Rams. Uh, My son's name is now on the same trophy. He was ecstatic when he won it. Uh, Good luck in your season. We will be cheering on. And he sent a picture of the trophy as well. It's the MVP for the Sherwood Park Rams. Oh, nice. Well, I mean, Chuba's a great story. Uh, Chuba and I taped this earlier because of his day with uh, with Carolina, and you'll hear at the start of the interview he was joining me right after he uh, did some weightlifting. So that's how I start the interview, find out what he was doing uh, a couple of days before a game. But uh, yeah, I mean he's 
I mean, look, he's he's a he's an Edmonton area kid playing in the National Football League. This is already his his third season, so he's he's having a career there. It's not just a cup of coffee, but yeah, definitely, I think he's he's an inspiration to the next generation of football players coming up in the area for sure. Mm-hmm. And a quick one from uh, Mossy, who's texted in that says Oilers look like they are enti- entitled and pouting. Oh, okay. Uh, I've never thought about it that way. I, I, I look, folks. I, I'm going to say something here. Like, when a team is playing bad, it doesn't make them bad human beings. So that's why, personally, I tried to avoid things like lazy, idiot. Uh, you know, things like that. I mean, I know you're frustrated as fans. Um, Entitled, I guess. I, I I understand where that's coming from. I don't know if they're playing entitled. I just think they're 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 kind of playing lousy and making some silly decisions. I I don't think they're pouting. I think they're frustrated. I think they're definitely frustrated. I think they're a little bit like the rest of us, where they've had moments where they've been sort of what what is going on. This isn't us. We know we can do better. Uh, I I don't know necessarily if they're pouting though. Mm-hmm. Steve texts in and says, Reed, the Broberg move had to happen, especially after last night. Looking forward to see Lavoie in game action to see what he has. Yeah, me too. Uh, Golden Bears leading the Saskatchewan Huskies 1-0 after the first period. Just got a text from Stoff. The uh, Bears out shooting the Huskies 12-7. All right, appreciate your text. Uh, hang in there, everybody. Hopefully tomorrow's game is better. 11.30 face-off show. Puck drop at 1 here on 6.30. Chad Chuba Hubbard when we get back. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chen Inside Sports. All right. He is from Sherwood Park. He is the running back for the Carolina Panthers. He is Chuba Hubbard. Chuba, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Well, I'm doing very well. It's always a treat to have you on the show. We've been doing this for a while now, so it's uh, it's fun to talk to you. Um, you know, you just—I know before you came to do the interview here, you, you were doing a lift after practice. So yeah. I'm curious, uh, w- what is an in-season lift like for you? <laughs> uh, well, pretty much we we lift twice a week. Um, some early on the week is a little more intense, and then kind of taper out throughout the week, but. Today was just kind of like a, uh, I forget what we call like, uh, arm pump Friday or something like that. So all the guys just go and try to get upper body lifts and blow themselves up, make <laughs> make themselves feel good a little bit. So I'll just get a little extra biceps and triceps in it. Uh, now, how much weight are we talking about? Do you mind sharing that? It'll probably stun everyday people that are listening. I mean, I'm not benching <laughs> or anything like that. I'm just doing like a little tricep machine, bicep machine, push-ups, and then uh, some dumbbell stuff with the, for the shoulders and stuff like that. Okay, so today's Friday. You guys play on Sunday. Uh, what, what's it like tomorrow? Is it is it a lighter practice? Do you get like is it a walkthrough like they'll do in the CFL or what yeah, the so- day before a game? So pretty much throughout the week, it just tapers down. So early on in the week, obviously, it's more intense. And then each week, it just gets less and less. So today was like, we call it Fast Friday, a couple plays, but we're up-tempo, moving moving pretty good. And then tomorrow, pretty much just tapering down, be a walkthrough, um, pretty long walkthrough and a lot of meetings. Okay. 
All right. That's what I've always says uh, amazed me about football players. There's so many meetings, eh? Like, I don't think people realize oh, yeah. that. Like, yeah, just... Meetings on top of meetings. And then you probably got to study at home when you're by yourself, right? Yeah, don't stop. So you work all day, 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Do you watch video at home by yourself? Do you go over stuff? Oh, yeah, every day. You got to. If you don't, you're not going to last very long. Right. Okay, that's that's awesome. Uh, you guys picked up a, a big win on Sunday, uh, and I know you were big in that, grinding it out uh, at the end of the game. Uh, how important was it to get over the hump and get that victory? Yeah, I mean, it was really big. Obviously, this season hasn't started the way we wanted to, but, you know, coming off of bye week, we just talked about, you know, flipping the script and entering this uh, later half of the season and, you know, making it go the way we wanted to. So getting this first win off the bye was big, just building momentum now yeah and important for you i know you got some key carries at the end of the game to to, to help get it done that, that must have felt great yeah i mean just to be able to you know help be you know a, a, you know contribute to help get a win with my team and be be behind that big old line and get that uh that third down uh at the end it was it was really good so many NFL games are close, Chuba. I mean, I guess football in general, a lot of games are close, but so so many NFL games are close. I mean, yeah. how important are those, whether you wanted to call it two-minute drill, four-minute drill, those those late-game situations? It seems so many games come down to that. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing when it comes down to it, like you said, it's just the situational football, which team's going to be better at that because it's usually a player too that makes a difference in those situations. And that really is going to be the telltale of who wins and loses the game. So if you're situationally sound, uh, it usually means you're going to come up with a W. Uh, how are you feeling? Like I was going back over your stats. I, I think you had one game, you got 20 or 21 touches. Uh, I, I think it was Seattle, which I watched because I, I, I like the Seahawks. Don't hold that against me. And I was like, Where they, you didn't get used as much in that game. But, you know, you've had other games. You've had more receptions and more carries. How do you sort of handle that? It's a game where you're getting it a lot. Maybe some game you're not getting used as much. How do you sort of uh, deal with that variance from week to week? I mean, I, I prepare the same every single week. Um, I prepare to start. Um, I prepare to, you know, take the brunt of the load. Um you know, some games it's not working out that way. That's fine. I, it's all about winning for me. So whether I get one carry or 30 carries, um, whatever, whatever I got to do during those plays, I, I'll do my best. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I want to ask you about a couple individuals because I know when we talked last year, um, you told me how Christian McCaffrey was a big influence for you and i know it's been a while since he's been gone but we haven't talked since then how did you sort of deal with that trade and losing a guy that uh, in my impression was you, you really looked up to and was a bit of a mentor to you yeah i mean um having a guy like that on your team is obviously a plus so you can't go wrong with that but you know being in the same room as a guy like that especially when you you know form a friendship and you guys work together over a long period of time it's obviously tough seeing one of your brothers go but you know, I'm glad to see him doing well now and, and flourishing and healthy and just, you know, doing what he does best. So definitely was tough, but, um, you know, this is the NFL and sometimes that's just how it goes. So I'm glad he's doing well, though. I uh, I was reading about a, a friendship you have with a guy who was drafted the same year as you, Tommy Tremble. Uh, I think you guys have a bit of a bond. Uh, yeah. Tell me, uh, same draft class, right? So tell me about that, uh, how that friendship formed and how it continues. Yeah, uh, Tommy, uh, that's my boy, great guy. I mean, we were just talking yesterday because someone asked the same question. 
I was like, I'm not really even sure how we kind of started became like how we become became friends or whatever like that. Uh, we we're both joking. I think we both just kind of were messing up a little bit our rookie year, and we kind of bonded in that. So in our mistakes, but uh, yeah, I mean, me and Tommy since my rookie year have just kind of formed a great bond, and we just push each other, kind of help each other take us to the next level every week. So um, definitely glad to have him on the team. Juba Hubbard joining us tonight on Inside Sports Running Back for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, you guys got Bryce Young, obviously, um, you know, coming along at the at that position. How is he doing, and what can you do as a running back to help him learn the ropes in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, um, one thing about Bryce, obviously he's a rookie, but um, definitely, definitely, definitely mature in that aspect of knowing the game, uh, knowing how to – handle his ups and downs of the game. Uh, I feel like he's done a great job, um, especially with how the season went so far. Um, and then I feel like every single game, he's just taken more and more strides and becoming, you know, who he's, who he's truly going to be his best version of him. So, um, you know, I try to be <laughs> the best outlet I can be for him. I think the, the best job I can do is protect him and make sure he's good in the pocket. And uh, if anything happens, just keep picking him up. Okay. Um, who's been down from Edmonton this year? I know there were some great photos. I, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. I think one of your buddies came down to a game because there were photos with a jersey and stuff. Who's been at games so far this year? Uh, I've had a couple friends come down and stay with me. Obviously, my mom and my sister and my nephew and all of them. So, yeah, I've, uh, I've been lucky. Everyone's quite a, quite a bit of people have come down so far, but hopefully I get a couple more before the season ends. Yeah, you must love that, eh? That must be so special to have yeah, people I mean, there. Just to just to be able to share my dream with, you know, the people I obviously helped me get here. It's it's definitely special. All right, have you converted any teammates to the ketchup chips? Because didn't you have to get those sent in special last season? Yeah, I did. I, I've definitely converted. Not quite fifty percent, but <laughs> we're getting there. So a what are the chips? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, a lot of guys aren't are aren't keen on them, but some guys love them so. At first, they're like ketchup, but then you try them, and it's they're like, okay, yeah, it's pretty good. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've converted some guys. So what are the chip flavors in the States, though, that you've had to get used to? Uh, I mean, they kind of – they don't really have anything, like, like different kind of how we do. I mean, they have a few things like Takis and stuff. It's kind of like a spicy, like, I don't even know what kind of, like, shape the chip is but yeah it's uh i don't think we have those in canada so um there's a few different ones but nothing like ketchup chips that's for sure yeah i, how, I don't know what your diet is like i don't know if you eat uh is eat steak or beef have you found a steak as good as a good at old alberta steak uh, <laughs> no i always joke and say uh, alberta beef is always the best so you, you can't get better than that all right uh and i and i know you're very busy on sundays the heritage classic was sunday uh, I, I don't, you probably didn't get to watch the game, but d did you get to see any photos or a little video, just how Commonwealth and the city looked? Yeah, I, I definitely saw some pictures and a few little videos. Definitely looked like a, a fun time, looked cold. Haven't been that cold for, for, a, for a little while now, but, uh, definitely wish I could have been, um, jerseys were real nice too. I like that. And, uh, I always want to be, you know, out at one of those outdoor hockey games. I've been to the ODR and stuff like that, but not an outdoor actual NHL game. So, yeah, I, I definitely missed out there. So what, what's the coldest you get in Carolina? Like, do you ever have to wear a or anything? Probably, probably right now, 
I was about to speak in Fahrenheit, like I was American, but probably like probably like minus five, negative five, like maybe negative ten. They've never touched negative thirty or like anything close to that. I think right now it's Fahrenheit speaking in the thirties, so like it's like maybe minus one, minus two, yeah. and everyone's saying how cold it is. So and you're like, this is great. Yeah, <laughs> we're in spring. <laughs> okay. Well, Chuba, I know you're busy. I always appreciate that uh, you still take the time for inside sports. All the best coming up on Sunday here. I hope you guys get a winning streak going. Really appreciate your time and all the best. I appreciate you.